0: Yes, and good morning, everybody. It's Chris Gale here, and I present you with very, very disturbing news. Commander Stephen Ferris is not with us this morning. Uh, as you know, fire Up 13 is on his near-disaster mission to try and slingshot back to the Earth from around the moon. And Commander Ferris went on a spacewalk this morning, and we've discovered a hell-like computer on our spaceship. They've cut his tether, and he's drifting aimlessly over Amy Park in Melbourne. And we're uh, petitioning Todd Greenberg to see if he'll be able to go out there and uh, effect a rescue mission. But we brought in an A-team to uh, help get things back on course, furiously and feverishly working at the controls. Good morning, James Tynan.
1: Good morning, everybody.
0: Your second appearance on Fire Up, how do you feel? Uh,
1: nervous. I'm uh, in, joined by uh, three other gentlemen staring at me from across the desk. Next.
0: Yes, so stepping up in Ferris's place is the only solution for a co-host that we could find because he accepted the uh, salary offer of nothing. We welcome to the co-pilot seat, Dennis Carnahan. Dennis, good morning.
2: Uh, Wow. Well, how exciting. And as I said before, redefining uh, nobodies and wannabes here. Lowering the bar even further. Can we just ask, who does James back?
0: Yes, James, who are you a supporter of? Uh, uh,
1: City Music Arts and Culture. (laughs) Oh, fantastic! (laughs) That's called towing the party line, I think.
0: (laughs) I'm reading the subtext, rugby union fan. And, and, And Dennis, doesn't the earth look very fragile out the window?
2: The earth does look very fragile and does look a long way away and I'm worried about Stephen down in that hell hole down there.
0: I'm really worried about him drifting above the Melbourne city district and we thought we needed some comfort food so we've been able to invite a couple of guests to join us on our journey. First of all good morning Corey Farrell.
1: Good morning. Pleasure to be here Chris.
0: What's happening for you this fine morning? Um,
1: I'm just enjoying the 24 uh, hour news cycle that is uh, rugby league.
0: It's always something to talk about, isn't there? And we say good morning to Peter Campbell. Hi, it's wonderful to be here. It's certainly
3: a thrill. I love what you've done with the place, too. It's just superb.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's only a little cabin. Yeah. And it's only designed for two people, and we've got five. Yeah. So it's cramped.
3: I'm just worried about Stephen drifting aimlessly over Melbourne. He might run into Sandra Bullock. Uh,
0: (laughs) Give you a no-win outcome. God forbid. Anyway, can I simply say our thoughts and prayers are with Stephen Ferris this morning, and uh, Godspeed. Now look guys, I don't know if you do read the news, Corey, you say that you are following the Rugby League news cycle. You might have heard the words Mad Monday being mentioned.
1: I've heard it, I've heard it mentioned, yeah.
0: Okay, well I need to talk you guys through a massive story, a story that sent runctions through the entire Rugby League. And I refer of course to the story about ex-rooster Jaden Nicarima offering $7,000 to a teammate to light about Mad Monday drink spike. Any of you gentlemen across this story?
2: It's it's a terrifying story. It's a it's a shocking story, and um, you know it's it's a real curse. This Mad Monday thing, isn't
0: it? Yes, dreadful business. So a former Wyong Roos player. Wyong Roos is a thing, apparently. Anyone? Uh... <laughs> yes, it,
2: well, they're part of the Central Coast League, and they're the they are. Well, they've been the feeder club for the eastern suburbs Sydney City, <laughs> East City Sydney Roosters.
0: Not, not anymore, um, they're not. W- which one are they now? Well, no, north of the feeder club as Well, that's now right. This week. Yeah, How so that? That, they
2: have been for a few years. So it was the Jets for a while. Then the, then the Sharks took the Jets, and then it was the Wyong Roos, and now it's the uh, now it's the Bears. I know Bears fans who have. They've they've drifted to other teams in the absence of the Bears, and they've literally put their Bears jerseys under lock and key at the back of the closet now that they've signed up with the Roosters. But uh, yeah, the wiring ruse.
0: Look, I think the severance of the ruse from uh, East is a big story because that's why they've had to bring in Usain Bolt, because it's the only (laughs) way that we can get the Central Coast on the map. And it's so great that the Central Coast is now on the map because, let's face it, previously not on the map.
2: No, (laughs) No, not at all.
0: Anyway, Brett Keegan of 23, a former Wyom Roos player, was promised $7,000 to sign a statutory declaration lying about spiking a drink of ex teammate Jaden Nikarima during Mad Monday celebrations to help him avoid an NRL suspension. This had happened uh, nine months after uh, Jaden Nicarima had his Roosters contract torn up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when is a contract just cancelled? No, it's, it's, it's ripped, like asunder, or- <laughs> ripped asunder. Ripped <laughs> asunder. It's always it's turned up. Was this a vanilla contract? Yes, this is a vanilla it, contract it a, designed by our friend Stephen Gorry. It was. Fantastic. Yeah, and, just, it was, but-
2: and it was ripped up. So so when a player just ditches the contract and just skips it and says, yeah, nah, or backflips, is that, is it torn up then? Is, no. is there a physical tearing no, up? Or no, is that-
0: no. Only clubs can tear up contracts. That's in the contract. Mm. Right. One of the clauses is the club has the right to tear up a contract. Player can just walk. Uh, a player just breaches. It's, <laughs> it's just a breach. Yeah. Well, the the <laughs> contracts now come with a perforated line across each page <laughs> just in anticipation. <laughs> well, well that's right because there's been some terrible paper cut incidents. Ah. For club officials tearing up paper, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, player contracts, and we, you know, you've got to avoid that. The NRL, as we've seen this week, is all about health and safety, and I think this is a health and safety issue because oh. Jaden unfortunately returned a positive result to ecstasy after an NRL-approved test taken on September 27 last year, three days after the Ruse Mad Monday gathering at a Budgie Boy address on the Central Coast, and for, for legal reasons we can't disguise where that is. And it was the second time he provided well, a a Budgie Boy on the Central Coast. Oh, that's you right. look at, Okay. Well, until you saying that actually gets in the team, well, it's allegedly on the not on the map. It's only allegedly
3: Central Coast. That's
0: correct. <laughs> anyway, this trio an automatic 12-months ban. So he sent a text message to Keegan and other players saying, would they admit to spiking his drink during Mad Monday to help him avoid getting sacked for a second strike? And he offered to pay up. A couple of payments of a couple of grand arrived. And uh, as we're getting near to the key moment, uh, Nick Arima made numerous phone calls and sent a text message to Keegan, which in part read, We've got 20 hours to get to a phone call from you to confirm our stat deck, or we are ducked, man. Yeah. We never thought of that. We've always said Michael lucked, but... <laughs> yeah. Ducked. There was yeah. a
1: discrepancy in the payment size as well, wasn't there? It never really got to the full amount.
0: That's probably where it all fell apart. Yeah. I offered you seven, and I only paid four. Yeah. And this is why I'd probably Kieran's fessed <laughs> up. Now, have any new gentleman ever done anything to lie for a mate?
3: Well... Not really that I'm going to admit on air, but I'm just impressed that uh, the only friend Jaden Nicarima could get was someone who actually wasn't at the game and then went on a cruise. So he was unable to give evidence or testify to the accuracy of his stat deck.
0: So you're saying that hadn't yeah. really thought this through?
3: Yeah, he, he, he needed to research it a bit better before picking the guy who actually wasn't there to spike his drink. <laughs> the one guy. The one guy.
2: the only guy who wasn't there.
0: But, Peter, you were talking before about the great Junior Brown, who, of course, wrote yes. specifically the song Fired Up for this show. It was a tremendous <laughs> uh, effort for him. It's a pity we don't play it every week. We probably should We'd, because we yeah. commissioned the theme. Play but it most he had, weeks. He had a song, there? Yeah, he had a song called My
3: Wife Thinks You're Dead. Um, and it's about... <laughs> Uh, It's about a um, uh, a guy whose friend always got him into trouble, and so the guy told his wife that the that the friend had died, so that he wouldn't be getting into trouble at home anymore. And he's just making it clear to his best friend he's never turn up at the house because my wife thinks you're dead.
0: (laughs) We got to get Junior Brown on this show. I mean, I think he's in advanced years, but if we could get a whiplash, he played played Bluesfest a couple of years ago. There you go.
2: I at, in, yeah, perfect. Yeah, maybe header. we can
0: sort of slough off some of the money from the uh, Fire Up t-shirt merch sales, the uh, Taramara Bin Chickens, yeah. towards a Junior which, brown Gee, print.
2: doesn't that look good on Corey there?
0: Yeah, That's magnificent. That's a fine, there's lots of folds in it that are Glistening. very attractive. Glistening. Yeah, we've, we've had a demand for in black, which means we'd have to sort of uh, negative the logo. we we'll have to think about that. But you can get onto our Facebook page and have a look at Corey there in Ori's glory. Well, the, I haven't
1: actually taken it off, Chris, yeah. since getting it. So. Yeah. It's, it's a, a
0: Taramara <laughs> RLFC Bin
3: Chickens t-shirt. Yep. And... Corey's much like um, Chris Hyington after the Sharks'
0: grand final. Wore wore his jersey for three days, didn't take it off. Yeah. Doesn't smell too good in the space capsule, though, does (laughs) it? As we say, the Tarahumara bin chickens taking rugby league back to its true heartland, the upper north shore of Sydney. (laughs) Now, when Keegan pleaded guilty, Magistrate Peter Feather, his nickname knocked me down, uh, said that uh, Keegan's charge was this, more serious than occasioning actual bodily harm. It's more serious than stealing. It's more serious than common assault. And it's more serious than drink driving. It sounds a like false a false stat deck. Sounds like OJ. Yeah, yeah I was
2: say, it sounds like he's just reading off the. Uh, he's, he's gone to the, the Hall of Villains at the, <laughs> the Rugby League Headquarters. Maximum penalty of
0: seven years. It sounds like the Cronulla rap sheet. <laughs> exactly oh. right. However, the magistrate went on to say that Keegren is unlikely to reoffend, and if I was looking at this young man. Away from the matter, I would describe him as a fine young man. And so, yet again, redemption comes through. What a yeah. oh, rugby league. But the
3: other thing, again, Nick Arim has picked a guy who admitted he didn't think he was doing a wrong thing. Surely the fact that he was offered $7,000 to lie must have twigged something, that there might have been something shonky with this proposal. The NRL does a lot
0: of player education about a variety of issues, but mm. if you miss the particular lecture, yeah, right, <laughs> as... It seems the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs missed the Mad Monday Rules and Order of Conduct lecture, mm. and it's resulted in a little bit of a fracas that we want to go into after the break. With now, the Bulldogs? The Bulldogs, yeah. Big oh. big story, Dennis. I know you're a busy man. You might have missed it. And we'll unpack it for you after the break. But what was interesting that after all this controversy and a tough week for the Bulldogs, they still went on with their presentation night out at Bicentennial Park last night. The word is that the players were in suits and on the waters. Magistrate Peter Beattie was there to preside over proceedings, make sure that no one got out of hand. Gavel, wig. Exactly. And there was entertainment, and it was just a man and his acoustic guitar, and we're so lucky to have that performer in the studio this morning. Take it away, Dennis.
4: (laughs) At one it began Down at the hubb of hotel By two it was really going strong It was early spring the bulldogs were on mad monday then somebody put sweet caroline on hands touching (laughs) glands reaching out touching each other's family jewels sweet cupping time, the Bulldogs celebrate so good. Why'd they get fined, just for being in the talking to myself and feeling old sometimes i'd like to quit nothing ever seems to fit like i don't belong walking around some kind of lonely cloud rainy days and mondays always get me down funny but it seems i always wind up here with you
2: but here's the thing after a couple minutes i was feeling got of
0: fire it up. Has anyone felt more fired up than the uh, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at the moment? I had an irresistible
3: urge to take my clothes off and stand on the table. I just don't understand it. Oh, my hand is ready to cup anything <laughs> that
2: came into reach. Well, I hope you warmed it up. It very much warmed up.
0: Look, it's Pavlovian, really, isn't it? Like, the, now this uh, systemic response. We hear Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. People want to nude up.
2: Well, what I think is going to be most interesting is the the scarf culture game yep. next door to the, the real semi-final. Allegedly it, tomorrow. It, uh, allegedly tomorrow. It's, uh, between the two Sydney scarf culture teams... At the SCG, And obviously you're going to have Andrew Rose playing Sweet Caroline at quarter time. What's going to happen? Like, is it going to be full 42,000 AFL fans taking off their scarves and their shirts and their leather patch jackets and, and those who aren't <laughs> standing on the chairs are going to be cut from the people in front? Are there going to be people standing on chairs, naked, reaching back, reaching out, touching and, and, and touching the the... Cupping, the person, the person behind them. It'll be a mass I think cupping. The answer
0: simply to that is yes. Well,
3: will it cut across team support? I mean, will one side supporters oh, cup another side? Giants
2: fans cupping, work? swans fans and swans fans cupping giants fans. This will be a great moment. Cupping me, cupping you. This will be beautiful.
0: Yeah, we really haven't thought this, this through. It brings a tear to my eye. And Corey, I don't know whether you agree with me because, by the way, the SCG. Isn't Southern Cross Group Stadium because I know our listeners would only be aware of, <laughs> of that course, particular SCG. Yeah. Oh, you down mean the, in the G? It's yeah. the yeah. new ground. ground. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Corey, are you with me? I've been actually campaigning for some time now to ban the following songs from all public events: "The Horses," "You're the Voice," "Sweet Caroline," and mm-hmm. I think now I've got evidence. And I'd probably throw in Toto's Africa as well. Do you uh, think this is a good move?
1: No, I, I I like Toto's Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got to stay.
0: You heard the Weezer cover version? Yeah, it's great. Adds nothing. <laughs> now, look, guys, obviously we're talking about the Bulldogs Man Monday we're impelled to. Initially, I, I'd like to read the consequences, but before I do, your initial impressions when you heard about it, um, what you thought about it, were you happy, sad that you weren't involved? Um, isn't this what rugby league players dream about, Dennis?
2: Look, I, I have to say, I... I wished I was there. It looked like a great, great
0: yeah. idea. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: It, uh, and, and who? I, I want to know who the wowsers are that haven't wanted to do that. That have what, that, Who is actually outraged by it? Oh, hello, Buzz
3: Come I'm not outraged, but I certainly don't want to cup Adam Elliot. So <laughs> That
1: wouldn't be my
0: first choice of I cupping.
1: Was, I was inspired uh, by that photo of Adam Elliott and Clemmer. I think it should be at standalone competition, Mad Monday. Well, they we should make
0: it, a trophy it, out it, of that it, photo. Uh, former uh, pilot of this show, Brett Owton, uh, made sure that I was copied into the photo that we put on the Fire Up Facebook page, which shows the iconic Summons Proven shot Embrace. alongside the Clemmer Elliott shot. I mean, surely there's a trophy in this. There has, has to, to be. be.
3: And they can make the trophy like they did in Game of Thrones by pouring the bronze on top of them while they stand there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Parramatta might be a shot at winning that
2: too. <laughs> yes, that's right. That could be
0: oh, uh, a sad Bulldogs, result.
2: I think the Bulldogs have... It will be the Bulldogs' trophy. <laughs> it, it will be Adam and
0: Asipelli Finne as a part of their, <laughs> 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 of their criminal convictions. They actually get bronze live.
3: Well, you <laughs> mentioned that uh, the Bulldogs had their awards last night. Did anybody get one?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure... But let me tell you, can I read you the results of this uh, rather unfortunate incident? So, the Bulldogs themselves have been fined $250,000 by the NRL. So, if Todd Greenberg can't steer some of that money towards Stephen Ferris to rescue him... No, hang on, he is steering money towards Stephen Ferris. That's probably nine, what
2: it's for. That's, that's right. probably what <laughs> it's <laughs> for. That's, that's, that's
0: Ferris' DJ bill for one game. It adds to a Bulldog rap sheet this year of paying out Des Hasler in an inordinate amount of money not to coach. $15,000 for turning up in the wrong jerseys. $5,000 for some uh, rather uh, choice words from Tony Grimaldi to the referees. And most of all, their rap sheet, they came 12th. <laughs> so, two hundred and fifty grand from the Bulldogs to the NRL. Now, Adam Elliott uh, has been charged uh, with willful and obscene exposure, as had Asapelli by the cops. I want to come back to that. Maximum jail time is six months, so it got serious overnight, really, didn't it? Yeah. We it- shouldn't really be making light of this, but we probably will.
3: And having just heard of the Nicorima incident with uh, Magistrate Feather um, running that... Uh, all the things that he found were, were, were less offensive than, than signing a full stat deck. I've got to hope these guys don't come ac- across Magistrate Feather
0: when they hit court. Yeah, I think he'll be quite tickled if he what? gets the the.
2: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, they come across as
0: decent young men. Fine young men. Sure, fine, fine well, young one men. One of they the guy's name young is. Fine men. Fine. Finney, F I N E, so he's, he's got a head start. Yeah. Elliot, not so sure. Zach Wolford, the junior germ. Son of uh, Yonbe. Oh, mate, isn't that wonderful? Simon Wolford.
2: Oh, the germ. See, and the, now the, his. If he was one of the cuppers, there is a history here. There was a marvellous game between the Dragons when the germ had, had gone from the Raiders to the Dragons, as, as so many people did. Uh, Michael Wayman was still playing for the Raiders prior to going to the Dragons. And Jason Riles was playing. And Jason Riles had tackled uh, Michael Wayman. And Wolford, best mates with Wayman, who's just left the Raiders, reached around and gave him a little squirrel grip, a little squeeze on the table, a little, a little cupping. And... Um, Wayman, Wayman, Wayman took offense and turned, didn't see the germ hiding behind Ryles and doing the reach around, so punched Ryles uh, and no. got sent off. Oh, no. Ryles had to be the fair. the face on <laughs> Ryles. Ryles yeah. is looking, going, Why am I being punched? And then Fox Sports show the slow mo and the snigger on the germ's face. So, the ger- so like father like son.
0: And this was when he was playing for the Dragons, right? Riles and... When Wales
2: and... and uh, no, Wayman was playing for the Raiders. Right.
0: Well, the, oh, Raiders,
1: okay. the Raiders have been the feeder club right. for St George for a long time right. anyway.
0: That's right.
2: But the... Much like the Wiring Roos have been the feeder club but for the... Dragon um...
0: fans would be upset because it's denied opportunity to Riles to drop the ball again. <laughs> and, a... and in
2: fact, someone got sent off. But but as you say, he got punched. So mm. th- yeah. I think even Dragons fans are like, oh, thank you. someone, <laughs> Someone's done it. So
0: Germ Jr. has been issued with an infringement notice for offensive conduct, automatic $660 fine, which clearly includes the GST. I like to see mm. the police attack conscious. Marcelo Montoya, who was my favorite name in rugby league great name oh. until the advent of Luciano Le Lua. Yeah. Uh, no criminal uh, offenses have been leveled at Marcello. Uh, the club has fined Adam and Asapelli 25 grand each 10,000 suspended. Zach and Marcello, 10,000, 5,000 suspended. The Harbour View Hotel. Now, every, look, I, I think everyone needs to get around the players, but they need to get around this hotel because Absolutely. they're this in trouble. this is where they filmed Starstruck.
2: Well, the 82. Yeah, it's the home of Starstruck.
0: Wow. Uh, under the bluff
3: of the Harbour Bridge. It, yeah. It's, it was I incredible. went to the launch of that movie. <laughs> did you nude up? Did you <laughs> yeah, no, but I did go in costume.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think the NRL's been pretty hypocritical, though. I mean, How so? Well, it's, it's, it, they've said it's okay for Trent Merrin to run through the media conference. Mm. It's okay to, for commentators to talk about Mad Monday nudie runs. And a nudity,
2: run for someone, and someone uh, not scoring a try. Yep. All, that's all. fine. Um, mm. It's also fine for Bo Ryan to turn up <laughs> nude on the footy show. Yeah. Footy show yeah. And uh, so this wow, is, this all
3: is great. Is is com- all, all backstage at Aladdin. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Easy. This is a complex issue that we're getting into. The hub of your hotel has been hit with penalty notice for permitting intoxication and indecent behaviour, which I thought was the mission statement of the <laughs> hotel, <laughs> right? It's but on the, front door. the criminal offences stuff is sort of, as I said, it's got real. Because obviously we're talking about obscene behaviour and all the things that you've done there sort of implies that nobody was offended. Yet these boys being charged implies that someone's being offended. Now, a lot has been made of the fact that it occurred on the third level of the hotel, that you had to actually have the telegraph reporters and photographers on some sort of cherry picker mm. operation in order to, be able to get the offending images. Are the police charging these men because the Daily Astonisher has been offended by their conduct? Is it that the situation now?
3: We're within six months of an election, Chris. You have to take that into account. Um, although I do have a mate who lives in the uh, in that inner city area, and he says it's no different from what happens every Friday and Saturday night there. He just doesn't know His why. Was. He, well, exactly. He just doesn't know why why there's a fuss being made.
2: It does seem odd that 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 you know we we go on in rugby league about the there's a hundred penalties for offside that could be blown every game. So where you pick the one or two you blow affects the game. There's a hundred. I'm sure on Monday night there would have been a hundred cases of public nudity in Sydney, even even with the lockout. And this is obviously done within the boundaries of the lockout.
0: What sort of circles are you moving in, Dennis? Yeah. Sydney, Right. within the walkout. <laughs> well, so is vanity. this nitpicking? Is this like the I'm technical saying, offsides? Is I'm this another this referee's And I
2: reckon Todd Greenberg has said to the referees and the police, book everything. Just book everything. How Todd Greenberg has authority over the police, I don't know. They're
1: going to but, backflip and let, let it go soon, I think.
2: But I'm just a bit disappointed. I mean, there's eight teams that should have had a mad Monday
3: last Monday, and we've only heard about the Bulldogs. What about no, the we other ones? have tapes. heard about Manly. And Manly. Manly they were well, forbidden. Manly lost the... the the Mad Monday celebrations. They, they came a forbidden. poor second.
2: They were forbidden from having Mad Monday mm, by their Brisbane. coach, yeah. and regardless, they had it anyway, su- suggesting that maybe Trent has lost the dressing room, as he did <laughs> in Gladstone when he said, no, boys, don't go out to the strip club after you've been beaten. Mm-hmm. Go home and have an early night. But they went out to the strip club anyway.
0: Well, I'm losing the dressing room, Trent and his kids are still there cleaning the thing because of the, <laughs> the budget cutbacks. So I actually heard about the Manly Mad Monday. The intention was that you dressed up as a character from a movie released in the year of your birth. Mm-hmm. I went back to my year, 1961, mm. and it was 101 Dalmatians. So you know, that Oof. would easily answered what I would have done. Well, you could have gone to the Newcastle one. I must say, when I first heard the story, I thought that Canterbury was making a stand. Because obviously... Manly, who is in disarray, and let's face it, will be in Perth next year if they're in the competition at all. Hmm. Hopefully. Them not honouring the tradition of Mad Monday, the Bulldogs guys said, we've got to get this back onto the front pages. We've got to show that this is part of the fabric of rugby league. It's the heart and soul. Well, they were, the trouble was they weren't <laughs> wearing the fabric. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> can, I, can I go on a little bit of outrage? Can I go on a soapbox just for a moment? Dennis, go please. On, that's please. why we got you on the show. Adam Elliott. Take
0: your clothes off and Adam, stand I'll, on that. I'll, get, I'll get the gear off. Adam yeah. Elliott. Who's a great guy.
2: He's a great guy. So Adam Elliott was... There's been a thousand articles this week about Adam Elliott, and there's been a thousand articles about players vomiting. There's a, there's a picture of someone vomiting. Now where were the telegraph where were the telegraph photographers every week at Bulldogs training when they did their fitness and they did their metabolic conditioning and they trained until they spewed. They train until they have so much lactic acid built up that they spew. It happens every week. They train hard, all of them. They all go so hard. They go till their heart rate is over 200 and they keep it up there such that they get so much lactic acid they vomit. Where are those photos? What are we hear with that? Adam Elliott, why aren't we hearing about the work he's doing for kitties with autism because he has a sibling with autism? And and he's he was up for the Ken Francis Medal. I suspect that's been hush-hushed. But that one night of dancing nude on the table what to celebrate. Dan, so what what happened to celebrating, celebrating the fact that he doesn't have to train until he vomits every day of the week for the next three yeah, you a know, couple of months. He's got a couple of months off. He's celebrating that. And no one's talking about, the papers aren't writing hundreds of articles saying, how good is Adam Malik going out and, and working with autism charities?
4: Where's
3: that? I think you just uh, provided a defence for Marcelo Montoya from why he threw up. It was from overtraining,
0: correct?
2: It was. It was. It had to be from overtraining. Correct. And what, Too was, much what was great acid.
0: was the Elliot nude incident occurred at about 5.15 and they had to stake it out to 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, I think, to get mm. the picture of poor old Marcelo, <laughs> who looked so peaceful when he was just having a little kip on the side of the road. Oh, well, he is a bulldog's winger. It's a natural position. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trouble is here, Dennis, is you haven't thought about the children. Mm. Because let's face it, we all accept that rugby league players are role models. And, and I saw an impassioned article by a journalist in the Astonisher that I think is published today, saying that you know my kitty was at his rugby grand final, which automatically Stop raises one there. yeah cross code <laughs> allegations, yeah. and that in ten years he'll be the age of these players. And she was concerned that her little kitty would aspire to be on the front page of the Telegraph, throwing up, passed out, or nude. Is this right? Is this what the kiddies aspire no, to? Is this what you dreamed of I when you were a young kid?
2: It is rugby, and I don't think I think they aspire to be um, you know, to be knocking over heritage buildings and putting apartment blocks up. And I think that's more <laughs> what they're aspiring to do. And when they
3: fall over, their fall is cushioned by the leather patches on their elbows. Precisely, and they wouldn't go out without them.
0: Absolutely not. So there's two things here that I don't think have been properly counted, and there was a little clue in the Canterbury media statement they said we, we want to release a public statement about the Canterbury Bankstown get together now first of all <laughs> if you call something Mad Monday I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy maybe rather than abolishing it it's just a matter of changing its name all the day yeah, yeah well exactly yeah. completely switches it yeah. doesn't it Mad no Wednesday is not alliterative no one... takes the pressure off yep. wacky Wednesday yeah, but I mean, I, I certainly knew that uh, one of the my experiences in uh, my daughter's teenage years is they wanted to take the heat out of the word party. So they go, oh, we, it's a gathering. gather, Or it's a catch-up. A gatho. Or it's a get-together. Yeah. So if we have the mad... So if we have the Monday gathering, Tuesday catch-up, have we solved the problem? Yeah.
3: I think there's a broader application of that concept uh, too, Chris, because... Um, you know, the term party is a bit on the nose at the moment, particularly in Canberra. Perhaps we could have the Liberal gathering. Yes. Uh, the mm. Labor catch-up. Yes. That could work. I have to it's say a, that, that Bipartisan get-together.
0: Yeah. It's something
2: I've always wondered about politics. Being a Canberra boy, they talk about the Liberal Party, the the Federal, you know, the Labor Party. What exactly is there to celebrate in that? And I, I don't see... You know, it's a party, and there's no nudity. There's no cupping. There's like, no nothing. There's just knifing. That's not a
3: party. No, it's 100 years of Chinese meals in Sussex Street for the Labor Party. That's what they celebrate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello, Sam Dastiari. Now we would like to know what you think on our text line 0409-945-945. Please call do them text us. Yes, do you want to see Mad Monday taken off? Have they have we thought this through? What would be the economic impact of the end of Mad Monday? I personally think that costume stores all throughout Sydney will suffer suffer a precipitous drop in their turnover. What else will we be missing out on?
1: Uh, topless waitresses. Sure. Nude
0: beaches. And waiters? Will,
1: nude beaches will lose their allure. Yes. Well,
0: I
2: think um the cruise industry is the next one where the the the, the players are going to the Mad Monday is going to be Mad Monday cruise. You're going to head out the heads. You'll get like twenty four lifesavers lined up around the edge of the ship, yep. and you'll just say to the players, "There's no photographers. We're off the horizon. They can't see us." Cut international waters. Sick. We're in international waters, international law. The captain says
0: nudity is fine. I know the Australian government is committed to the development of the space industry. We are in a spaceship right now. Perhaps that's the ultimate uh, way we should have approach this. Is actually, you know, do a deal with Richard Branson. Get Virgin Galactic over here and send um, nah, boys. I go
2: old school? Get Elon Musk. And gals as the
0: Women's <laughs> National Rugby League Competition commences this weekend. Doing their post-season celebrations up in the cosmos. Now, we were really lucky to have that musician who performed at the Bulldogs presentation last night. Stay with us, Dennis another reflection on a mad get-together.
4: The alcohol drips inside their heads Get switched to overload Cause nobody has to go and train today This day Bulldog season is done and gone. The NRL don't understand it. They think wowserism's good as gold. For the end of your season, can't you get Chinese in and have a quiet night at home? Oh, 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 the NRL, they don't like Mad Mondays, the NRL don't like Mad Mondays, the NRL don't like Mad Mondays, they're gonna give, ooh, a quarter million dollar fine. The Telegraph team are all so clean And none of them has ever had a drink They're as puritanical as Rupert is tyrannical And outrage takes up all their ink Buzz, Paul and Dean are all peachy keen They like ten pin bowling and roller skating They can see no reason for a team Celebration, it's outrageous and it needs to be shown Oh, 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 oh The Telegraph don't like Mad Mondays The Telegraph don't like Mad Mondays The Telegraph they don't like, they don't like But they love Outrage the telegraph Don't (laughs) like Mad Mondays They want to shoot Ooh Photos to bring The whole thing Down
2: this country
0: fired up. It's a real question isn't it and the fire up faithful out there have been can I say innovated and galvanized by this issue and we've had some real proposals on the text about what it should be called just another manic Monday get hammered which I think is really getting to the point. Dazza from Newtown says the killing mad Monday is un-Australian. Oh, oh I hundred
1: Dazza. Dazza
0: 100%. You, I think there's a job in the Daily Astonisher for you Dazza because they <laughs> spend their entire lives reflecting on what is un-Australian. Uh, Todd has suggested that Mad Monday will become like doofs or rays from back in the day. I have no idea what he's referring to. Uh, <laughs> no information on the venue until the day of the event. Wouldn't that be exciting? As a rugby league player, oh, like to secret- have to make the See, call? this the yeah.
2: you're, mentioning this, you're mentioning this, that the young people don't have parties. So my, my child says that under 30 is a gather, over 30 is a party. But there's like 30 and under, then there's 150. There's nothing in between. <laughs> but what they do is they... The, the venue isn't, like, if you're, you're meeting at 7, you don't get the text message or the Facebook group chat until 6.45. So do that. And just, what you don't do is put the telegraph photographer, you kick mm. him out of the Facebook group. Yeah, he's not you invited. Know, what, you what's don't, he you doing don't invite in there? the telegraph. What, what, what's he doing in the group? <laughs> wait, wait. Making a private group, Bulldogs. It's not hard.
0: But a bubble below thirty, thirty for a gather. I think it determines the level of security that you require. And but going for your your
3: your child's activities, uh, anything over one hundred and fifty is probably illegal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think anything over thirty something, something illegal is probably happening, and there's probably nudity.
0: You can bank on it. Uh, someone suggested about there should be a merging between Mardi Gras and Mad Monday and I think that's you know I know the NRL has a float in Mardi Gras and I think we could extend that concept to be Why good Why not? Piggyback wow. on it Yeah
1: that's
2: yeah. great
0: Good Piggyback That's a good idea too
2: Piggyback <laughs> Piggyback cupping the lot And most possibilities whole, You're right have, Combine the two things I, Imagine a Mardi Gras where there's 100,000 people cupping
0: Economic <laughs> efficiency and 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 the, and the good news is that you know there was the sad news recently that uh, Neil Diamond has been diagnosed with Parkinson's, but apparently he's got it under control and he's going back out on the road. Oh, wow. wow. So if you could see an infused NRL oh. Mardi Gras pre- 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 uh, march through Sydney with Neil Diamond at the head with Sweet Caroline... Being boomed out over the city,
2: the, the tragedy is there's so many people will turn up for that that Melbourne is going to try and steal it off us to yeah, put yeah, it in be, the mcg Be careful, Watch yeah, out. A, a conga yeah. line of cupping.
0: Oh, a conga
2: and line of cupping all down Oxford Street. And team then you get, you get all those well, art house anyway, huh?
0: who would document it with those you know mass nude shots, which lead to outrage for the Telegraph, and it will lead to a job for Daza from Newtown.
3: What does what does the Telegraph think of Spencer Tunick's uh, photo assemblages? Well, this is right. Yeah. This is
0: right. It's un-Australian.
3: That's true, he's American. Uh, someone
0: suggested Trashy Tuesday and Greenberg has uh, timed his run and we'll forget about all this by the, the fact <laughs> that the refs will ruin all the games this weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, as we come towards the end of the season, and for many of us there is no season left, our clubs have been eliminated, I think we've got some very, very intimate views here is? to share <laughs> in relation to where their clubs are. My Colours nailed to the mast, West Tigers ninth this year. Dennis Carnahan, your club. Canberra Raiders, 10th. Yeah, well done. Yeah,
2: can, can I just say, we were, we were five games behind eighth place. Like, we lost a lot. We were five games outside the eight. However, we were the best attacking team, and we were, nice only, point we were only six games behind top spot. So it is kind of astonishing, there's that word again, that there's only two points separating, only one game separates first from eighth.
0: Yeah. If only Sticky could have found you some tackle bags. Uh, Peter, your uh, club?
3: Uh, Sharks are hanging in there. Um, technically fourth, but I like to think equal first.
0: Beautiful. And Corey? Exactly.
1: I think mm. we rounded out in seventh by the end of it.
0: Being which club? The Dragons. Which is Stephen Ferris's club, so we've got a good <laughs> cross range. And I'd like to walk you through your individual clubs at the moment. Now you sure. are playing finals football. Peter, and we'll talk finals a little bit later. I'm hoping this is going to be a
3: short walk, Yeah, if you're going to walk through. But,
0: you know, I think when everyone thinks Cronulla Sharks, they think Andrew Fafita. What's been happening this week?
3: Well, what's Andrew doing this week is a regular feature of of Cronulla Life. um, (laughs) When he's not... um um when it when he's when he's not bad mouthing journalists and 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 you know when did that become the, a sin or the coaching staff or the or uh, or, or giving suggestions the coaching staff um the talking
0: club... beers out of the hands of <laughs> melbourne fans
3: <laughs> the club actually <laughs> tries to keep him busy with uh, community activities very successfully too so during the week he's been, been involved in uh, some indigenous programs and uh, uh, and some mentoring but the club also set him out to kernell um, which is at at the eastern end of the Shire, so they call it Far Kernell, And he, uh, he, he read a, uh, a children's book. It took part in the launch of a children's book for, uh, for children at Cornell Public School, Terrific. Um, which was great. We just hope uh, none of the kids told him he wasn't reading hard enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what about the story Give I'm reading that Coach Flanagan's yep. time... His, uh, his papers right. might have been really? marked yeah. for
3: the Sharks. How is that possible, Peter? Well, you have to take a hard view, and you look at the Sharks, and we're, we're kind of struggling a bit financially, and uh, perhaps Flano's just not coaching them to play a style of football that's attractive to fans or potential sponsors. And given the other issues the club has with uh, with media, and hey, look, let's self-report a possibly $50,000 uh, cap offence and nothing else, and lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in commercial credibility. Do you, do you
2: think that, that self-reporting is just a struggle for relevance. That they're just they're jealous that the bulldogs
3: are getting all this press. They want true. they want to
2: get in this yeah,
3: every chance. But look, Flano, Flano's position is is uh, you know, They talk about teams peaking too early. The Cronulla team never peaks. We only ever grind out close wins, and that wears down um, everybody. The nerve endings of everybody. Can I
2: just say grinding out close lo- close losses <laughs> is a lot worse for those nerve endings. Because we've had a lot more close losses but, ground but, out than you've had close yeah, wins. You're yeah. suggesting
0: that sponsors don't sign on because of the style of football across. There is that possibility. Okay, that's, me, that's a perception. Let, let me put it to you a counter proposition. Sponsors might not be signing on for the following reasons. Asada. <laughs> cocaine offences including CEOs and staff is, players. is it
3: Asada a Japanese beer? Continuous <laughs> drunken
0: disorderly ejection from clubs, which let's face it's why people get into rugby league. Yeah. Uh, profane podcasts. Salary cap breaches. And I think sponsors would accept all that. But the vision of Paul Gallant interviewing... ScoMo, the oh, new number one Sharks boy. fan. You aren't the new black hats of the rugby league, and I think that's why no one's sponsoring them. <laughs> that's the well, biggest that, I, all, I think
2: that the apartments aren't selling. That's the other thing. The swamp, the apartments aren't being
0: built. I thought they were building a roller coaster there as well, and I think mm. the, fact, the fact that people thought that they were going to buy an apartment slash amusement park mm. investment, they've well, been dudded.
3: Is it an amusement park because the Sharks are occasionally a laughing stock? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> or because their season's a roller coaster? The,
0: the best thing though that they've done down at Shark Park is they got rid of that big electricity pole thing that used yes. to be on the hill because I was concerned that generations of sharks were being denied the opportunity to get born because of the effects well, on sharks. Well, the <laughs> other thing was that
3: um, our electricity bills are lower because everybody who sits at the at that end of the field kind of glows yeah. at night anyway. So
0: <laughs> now, Dennis, yes, have you got anything to promote by the way, Peter? Apart from you know your lifestyle choices? Well. <laughs> 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 okay,
3: so I did take my clothes off during Sweet Caroline. We have to keep coming back to that. No, I'll save it for later.
2: So Dennis, Gosh.
0: you, you always—the only reason you ever come on this show is because you're trying to flog something. Oh no! no what's, what's coming up? My love for Ricky. What's coming
2: that's, up? What's, what's coming up? Uh, Rugby League the musicals uh, season review, and it's it's at the Bridge Hotel Roselle on Monday. Man. Mad Monday! This is at, uh, 24th September, the Monday before the grand final. And uh, I was actually on the weekend sitting there going, gee, you know, I've, I've done the show eight times at the bridge this year. It'd be nice to have some new material. <laughs>
0: Boom. Boom. I mean, you have Boom. been doing a run in uh, the last month in August of Mad Mondays. Are you going to change the branding now to get together? or? Well, gathering? I don't know. It'll
2: depend. I'll, I'll speak to Todd. And say, what am I allowed to use? Am I allowed to use Mad Monday? Am I allowed to use, I, I don't know, season review? Is that okay? I'll, I'll check it, I'll run it by.
0: And on our Facebook page, you can see a picture of you uh, dressed up as Wayne Jr. Pierce, applying some head tape to who last Monday night? Well,
2: it was a marvellous thing. It was, this is beautiful performance art. There was Wayne <laughs> Jr. Pierce from Rugby League The Musical speaking about himself in the third person, putting head tape on Wayne Jr. Pierce, former Bellmain Tigers, now from the Australian Rugby League Commission, who also spoke about himself in the third person. So there's two Ju- Wayne Jr. Pierces. This is meta. This is this is deep metal. This is
0: meant a large. And look, um in regards to your club, I think you've already Spoken your piece. so I just want No, they've
2: got plenty more to say about that. I just I, want to quote from it's, the it's media. We're five years into a 25 year plan with Ricky. I've said <laughs> that before and I'm looking forward to how it's going. I'm, I'm loving the club and I can't see the narrative of losing close games. Everyone, you know, it's, it's a long it's, it, we're, we're through that. So I think that next year, oh, I'm so excited. To be honest, we started our pre season. To me, there is no season 2018. It's it stopped after our shellacking by the storm. So we've been for the last four weeks in uh, pre season 2019 trial matches.
0: I quote, Canberra falling apart when the pressure was on and lifting to heretofore unforeseen levels of defensive resolve once the season was gone is like some kind of elaborate torture from Greek mythology. Very much so. <laughs> Canberra season has been labeled, and it's such a theme today, Kingdom of Madness. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm a Tigers fan. Uh, our exciting news is that Benji and Robbie have signed on for one more season. As soon as Robbie got the uh, the ink was dry in the contract, he was glaring on the bench when he was benched by oh. Coach Ivan Cleary against the Rabbits disaster last week. And you could see his mind ticking over. This coach is gone. This coach is gone. Well, I've got words for you, Robbie. He's probably already gone. Corey St. George, can I just reflect on St. George's oh, season? Oh, we go. We've seen fans booing, spitting, throwing merch, which is scarves, which is barely merch, and uh, burning jerseys. Yeah, we're, pa- we're a passionate bunch. Yeah, and you made the semifinals.
1: We did, yeah. <laughs> what well, would I mean happen that, if you didn't? I mean, we're a victim of our own success. Like, we're such a successful club that... <laughs> That just ended into the you finals. How do success?
2: Is, well, one one grand, one Premiership in forty years. Oh, okay, well, we're successful. Know, then. Absolutely, You're eleven in, in a row, row never before, yeah. never
1: again. Um, yeah, so I think are you were alive then. <laughs> no, not no, at all. No. <laughs> um, I think this season fade was the recession we had to have. <laughs> so yep. I think we're ready to fire fire up. Yeah, yeah of I, course you are. Like, are they're, you they're, any chance tomorrow? No, uh, not at all. Yeah, right.
2: good. No, no spring. So that's the thing. They're they're a very seasonal kind of team. They love love autumn, the Dragons. Love winter, the Dragons. Come spring. The mind wanders. They start losing. Yeah. I don't
0: know if you saw Jimmy Graham yesterday, he gave a wide ranging interview on the on the St George prospects and they said, Are you adopting a siege mentality? He said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he was then asked about some of the medical conditions like Whitab Shoulder goes, Look, I told you I didn't complete my medical degree. And then he came out with an impassioned defence, as you did, Dennis, of Adam Elliott, and oh, the right for players to party. It's
1: very Wayne Bennett of him, isn't it?
0: It's really, really tough times, I think, for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, but the James and I Gra- love it. James Graham's <laughs> got to be confused, though,
1: because he's come from
3: Bulldogs. He hasn't played finals for ages. The last time he was in the finals, he allegedly bit Billy Slater's ear. So Which was good, His good head's thing. probably spinning at the moment.
0: I, I was there. I often say that, don't I? Of course I? you were. And... I think that that was the defining moment for James Graham. I think the Australian Rugby League public fell in love with James Graham the yep. moment he bit Billy Slater on the oh, ear. I agree. Gee, did. are we going to miss Billy? <laughs> anyway, we just want to uh, talk up uh, the finals because that's our job. Thank you, Mr. Greenberg, and all the very, very best to you and your family as we move right into the semifinals and, of course, the launch of the exciting women's NRL premiership tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when we're talking finals, when we're talking grand finals, we're talking premierships, we always talk commandant. Evil Emperor Smith Cameron Smith
1: I'd like to be
4: Under the sea In an octopus's garden In the shade He'd let us in Knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade I'd ask my friends to come and see an octopus's garden with me I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's
0: So the two defining characters of the playoffs in the NRL this year, of course, are Melbourne captain Cameron Smith, otherwise known as the Octopus, the man with no DNA, and the fact that the NRL's invested in SpongeBob SquarePants to keep the kiddies entertained, and that of course was able to it's hard to say, there's an Avril Lavigne's take on SpongeBob SquarePants? So yeah, the kitties
2: they're entertaining, are these kitties that are now kitties, or are these kitties that are, you know, in their 20s and 30s who grew up with SpongeBob? Because kitties, I don't think, grew up with SpongeBob.
0: I don't know. Uh, James, were you a Squ- SpongeBob SquarePants fan in an earlier incarnation? I was not. I think it was a little bit before my time. No, after yeah. my time, rather.
2: Yeah, it was uh, after. Like, Luke, Luke Burt was a SpongeBob SquarePants fan. It's weird. I would have thought SpongeBob was timeless.
1: If there's, if there's any team that Spongebob represents, it would be the Dragons, in that we're out of our depth in the finals, <laughs>
3: I think. Uh, are, are there some issues about lifestyle choices of uh, the old
0: Spongebob? Um, oh, I haven't, I haven't. You know, you, you think that they're sort of you know, subliminal tests.
3: No, I just had the feeling there was, there was some concern that uh, he and one of the Teletubbies, I don't know. I don't yeah, know, right. right I don't. You
0: know, well, I don't think the NRL would make that a mistake there, and I think, I think it'd be good. I think the main concern is that a lot of kids would probably have more fun interacting with a lifestyle octopus mascot suit with the face of Cameron Smith on it than they would with Spongebob but, or oh, but,
2: Henry the Octopus Perinara
0: Henry the Octopus Perinara we'll see how that plays out uh, Cameron, unfortunately, you know who, let's face it, is now friendless. As I say, he's he's forced to be on Channel 9, who he was at war with three years ago, and hanging out with the likes of Gal and Gus because he's got no friends well, he's, left.
3: He's forced to go to other games to try and find other teams to try and find friends. I know, yeah. it's
0: really tough.
2: And try he's, and bask in the glow of, uh, yeah, somebody of J- J- Queenslanders, J- who Queenslanders who Queensland loves. Who actually yeah. retire when they're
0: supposed yeah. to. And, yeah. he, he's um <laughs> uh, under the uh, spotlight because the, the former NRL executive, Chairman Smith, had promised him a testimonial match plus two lunches. Uh, but his agent is going out and telling everyone that there is no limit to the Cameron Smith testimonial lunches that it can occur, and there's all sorts of concerns about salary cap breaches as, as well. With, is
2: he signing up with John Farnham as well
0: to do, to do the two <laughs> testimonials? The only one,
1: that's the only reason anyone will have lunch with him if the NRL no organise it.
0: So. I would love to have lunch with Cameron Smith, and I would love fire up to have lunch with Cameron Only
3: Smith. if you're prepared to praise him. You'd have to come to praise Cameron Smith, not oh, to I bury think, him.
2: I think Cam Smith would love to come on here. He'd, 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 he'd twirl his moustache, he'd raise his top hat, he'd go, at every, every <laughs> suggestion you make about him. By the way, we had, another be text. You.
0: Yeah, we had another text simply suggesting just change the name to Madness Monday, and this would all be over. Mm. Perfect. Actually, just with Cameron Smith and, and Melbourne, as much as I hate...
3: Melbourne and everything they stand for. I'm just thinking with the eight teams playing the semi finals, the captains of four of the teams are products of the Melbourne system.
0: Products, yeah. is that the right word? They're more like manufacturers. Cyborgs. Yeah, the assemblies, yeah. aren't they? Well, yeah. James Maloney, Gareth Widdup, GI, and Captain Smith.
1: I did like GI pointing out to Cameron Smith that even his hair doesn't like him.
0: Yes. I mean, that was. Well, I mean, seriously. I mean, you yeah, know, the, the man aged gracefully. I know. I, I, I want, I want to, I've, I've always supported Cameron Smith, as you all know, and I want this to stop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I want to yeah. take him to lunch and tell him that I care and uh, I can introduce him to one of the really, really yeah. good hair replacement players. You've had Cameron Smith's back for a long time. I've had his back for a long time. Now, tomorrow, uh, the Sydney Roosters take on the New Zealand Warriors in the first NRL women's game out at uh, ANZ Stadium, followed by. The Penrith Panthers versus the New Zealand Warriors. Now, Blake Green has come up with a master stroke for the Warriors. He's had them training pumping crowd noise and loud music yeah. into the arena. Because we've known all season the Warriors have meditated. Yeah. So this is like a version therapy because they're expecting the cauldron-like atmosphere of the semi-finals. Smart move. Don't they realise it's Penrith at ANZ? It'll be like empty.
2: Well, it'll be like Brookvale.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll, be just, like, it'll be the Echoes, it'll I think like you'd the, have to be worried like about. Like the
2: Roosters versus the Cowboys at Allianz.
1: I, I heard it was just looped audio of Jake the Musk yelling insults.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though. I don't know if you've been to the border of North and South Korea, but that's what they do there. The North Koreans pump the music <laughs> and the crowd stuff, and now I know what it is. It was, it was so that they could win the annual Rugby League North versus South Korea
2: Cup. State of origin.
0: Which will be now be known as the Clemmer Elliott Trophy. Mm. Uh, who, who do we like in that game, by the way, guys?
1: Uh, Penrith, actually. Any reason? No.
0: Just like Penrith. Yeah,
1: I like Penrith.
2: I, I've got to say, I'm... I'm actually more more excited about the women's game. I think the women's game, that's going to be fantastic. It
3: will be good, won't it? Well, see, I come from the Sharks, and uh, we don't want to talk about the women's game anymore, since our team was (laughs) stripped from us, unfairly, by Andrew
2: John saying there's too many teams in Sydney, so it's happened to the women. They've cut the Sydney teams, brony from the women's game.
0: But in a rare serious moment, there's a great story that the Papa Lee family, um, the mother Papa Lee is playing in the women's game, and the son is playing in the men's game. Don't you love that? That's great. How good is that wow. story? Yeah, That's a beautiful story. And, and, the, and their cousin is uh, on Mad Monday. <laughs> <off in laughs> and let's, and let's just spend
3: <laughs> just one quite a little moment thinking about our mothers playing football. I'd love that. Doesn't work for me. No, it absolutely oh,
2: works for me. Mine was tough. She yeah. was a tough con- She was a shearer. Yeah, yeah. She front was row. she was tough. Oh, she'd be probably in the she'd probably play in the middle of the front row. Yeah. And she would have the loose arm and she would be giving it to him.
0: We, the way had, she
2: spoke to people, we've she have be
0: a lawyer and author of the vanilla contract, Stephen Gorey, on this show before, and I'm sure he'll love the fact that I'll publicly humiliate him that when he was giving his wedding speech. He got to his family and he described his mother as a Bradley Clyde-like figure. prepared to do the hard yards, take the (laughs) ball up the middle. Got a good reaction from the crowd and he stopped referring to his notes. And he was uh, ad-libbing for the rest of the speech and uh, got to a crescendo, sat down, failed to mention his new wife. Wow. You never come back. No, failing wow. to mention your wife no. in your wedding speech.
2: So, was she on the bench that
0: game? Yeah, that's or? Right. She, was, she was not in the starting 13. She reminded
2: him, well, it's probably a good thing because he was going to talk about her reminding him of Blocker of Roach. The,
0: the remaining games, we've got the Sydney Roosters and the Cronulla Sharks. Peter, are you attending that game? I'll definitely be there. I will be there as well.
3: Yeah, I'll be, um, I don't know where I'll be, but I'll be somewhere in the crowd um, hurling abuse at the
0: referees. And the revelations this week that Cooper Cronk is reveling in fatherhood, but it's um, causing him a bit of an issue. I've he- got
1: yes, an exclusive about this. Yes. Ooh. I heard that C- Cooper Cronk, in, uh, in preparation for his baby, uh, went to a German sleep institute for efficiency. <laughs> Is
0: that right? well, yeah. Because oh, he, says in the he season he, he used to get seven to eight hours. He now only gets three. And he says it's driven him to be more efficient. And I mean, that blows my mind the concept of Cooper being yeah. even more efficient than he was previously. <laughs> wow. But he has said his caffeine consumption has gone through the roof. And that worries me. And it could be. A cry for help, I think. Yeah. well, the Sharks
3: have two words for Cooper Cronk, and they're Wade and Graham. And uh, at some stage, uh, he'll get the ball on the left-hand side and he'll be hit on the right. Imagine mate Wade having a crack
0: at Clem. Not good enough, mate. Not good enough. I thought
3: it was
2: petty. <laughs> it was funny how he said he, he had one line. Not good enough. Hey, not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough, hey? Hey, hey? Again, another miss. Not, good another miss. not good enough. Another miss. Another, miss. another, miss. Hey? another miss. Wow, it was great.
3: You know, it's concise. You've got to reinforce they, the message. They really do miss. You play 80 minutes and see how you go. They, they really do repartate. miss Ennis.
2: <laughs> Like and Ennis would come up with something a lot more significant. And we wrap up on Sunday with a Broncos-Dragons
0: doubleheader with the women and the men up at Suncourt Stadium. Corey, do you want to revise oh, your bush- opinion of tipping a win?
1: I'm going to be in uh, Kangaroo Valley, right. uh, away from television, right. purely to miss the game.
0: Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to see it. Let me guess, in a wellness retreat. <laughs> yeah. Will you be up on the third floor, singing along to Sweet Caroline, getting nudged in, in preparation I for may the be nude. day?
1: I may be nude at some point.
0: So, look, look, I hope we've done... Stephen Ferris proud because we may never see him again as he drifts off into the void above Amy's stadium tonight. And I, um Dennis, I want to think you've think you've been magnificent. Oh wow, thank you. I mean you. the fact that you've been able to back up after the Bulldog celebration was incredible. Oh,
2: I was there the next day and I was, you know looking at the Channel Seven uh c- crew covering it. It was it was yeah, it was it was exhausting.
0: James, do you feel more fond about Rugby League or less fond as a result of this experience?
1: I've been thoroughly impressed by the entire experience and uh I'll check it out sometime.
0: <laughs> I really respect that. Peter? It's been wonderful. Corey? It's been great. We leave you with the news that has shattered the entire rugby league world. Paul Gallen will be fighting the self regret self-confessed, <laughs> I'm 10 years of waiting grub, and we refer, of course, to... Hopper. Hopperlardy. The big hopper. The big hopper. Hopper is rugby league. This has been Fire Up. See you next week. Bye.